très beau. J'aime beaucoup ce cœur. Oui. The newest episode of Lay Film. I am one of your many great and talented hosts, Patrick. And joining me today are even more talented, great people. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Richie. And Kevin. And I want to thank you guys for joining me on a, a film that has great sentimental meaning to me. Uh, and that is going to be Christoph Kalawakili... Kieslowski. <laughs> I can't say his name, but uh, one of the greats, one of the ultimate greatest of all times. Right up there with Anno for me. It's Anno and Christoph. Uh, just, you know, his films are so powerful. I've seen all of them except for a short film about love and his shorts. I haven't seen his shorts, and I believe I've seen everything else. A short film about killing, which is not short. And then The Double Life of Yurnik, another classic that I will force upon you guys and then the three colors trilogy which is we're doing blue the first film in the trilogy uh three colors blue and then yeah i'm just very excited to have watched with you guys again and then i want to hear your opinions so have at it go right now i wasn't ready I wasn't tyler ready i'm looking at you you go 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 uh, whoever's ready I'm yeah, not trying to force this movie you. was uh definitely heavy at the mm. start like and i've been kind of not i'm not, I'm not gonna say like depressed but just a little down lately mm. yes. to where i was like oh damn it pat okay i'm sorry but then no but then uh it was it surprised me it was like watching it was like uh i don't want to say a slice of life type of film but it was kind of a slice of life. Felt like a slice of life of somebody just mm-hmm. going through the stages of grief and coming to terms with pretty much the most horrible thing that could ever happen to a human. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just certain parts like uh, I would say right at the beginning of the film, the sound really stuck out to me. Like that freeway of the, mm. of the tire vibrating. Yeah. And then, like, other parts in the film, when, she, especially when she's reading music, certain points like that. Um, and then uh, Julia, uh, Juliette yeah. Binoche, yeah. her performance was just incredible. I feel like she didn't even speak a lot of lines throughout the, throughout the movie, yet she killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now I'm, I'm super excited to watch the ver- the other two colors. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to watch them now. Should I just watch them now? And then no. once, once we get to them? No. Or Keep I'll it wait. fresh. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the film. Yeah. <clears throat> Echoes similar um, sentiments. Uh, I also... Yeah, that was, like, the first thing I thought about the movie. When I first started watching it was how um, heavy it was. And, um, yeah, it's very, like poignant and emotional and that all stems from the uh, the performance from 
uh, Juliet uh, Binoche and just the way they um, portray her at times are like it's almost like she's like there are moments where she's like yearning for like nothing and yearning for like just silence and just not being around anything and it's just uh, yeah it's like kind of peaceful but like really upsetting at the same time mm-hmm. and um, yeah I mean I wouldn't say that I, I loved this film and perhaps like another viewing would help me get into it because just like I'm not at that place you know but maybe if I was I'd be like oh man I can like latch onto this film and it would feel way more sentimental to me but um, I think what carries this film is is Juliette Binoche's uh, performance and you know a couple of the other characters like I like another character um, Lucille and um, and the uh, the boy the, the oh, I think the teenager yeah. um, showing up and stuff and yeah, there were some really strong, like, striking images that I enjoyed seeing. Um, but yeah, just the persistence of, like, the blue visuals was um, very well done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's uh, This was uh, both your guys' first viewings. Yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so I think, I know I, I've seen it before, and I believe Kevin has as well. Um... Dang, Richie, you just said something that I freaking lost my train of thought. Was it all the blue in the film? No, but I can talk about that, too. I caught myself, kept, um, when I was watching, being like, what does each different uh, blue part in each scene mean? Like, when it, whether, whether it's coming through, like, the crystals of mm. the, the chandelier or the pool. I'm just like, because it can't all be... It's not all just sadness. Blue doesn't just mean sadness. Yeah, there's some happy blue in there. Yeah, happy blue or like liberated. Like I, um, I don't know. I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts though on just the color blue oh, in yeah, this I movie. Mean, I think blue can also mean uh, peacefulness as well. Mm-hmm. Know, like like looking into the ocean or like the water. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I. I think that my favorite aspect of this film was probably its emphasis on music. Um, I loved the idea of this incredibly like renowned composer coming up with a single song commissioned by this idealistic version of like the European Union, yeah. uh, whatever it is. The, like the fall of communism was only like six years, five years. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, it's even closer when this film was made. Like, three years. Mm-hmm. So they probably started filming a year or two years after the fall. Yeah, and just having, like, this this idea of, um, like, starting off with, like, a new slate of a song that unifies Europe and unifies, like, millions upon millions of people. And apparently this um, composer was, like, incredibly, like, like, people like fond over this over their music and everything and also the um the notion or the rumors that perhaps his wife was the one who was actually like writing everything for him um that looped me in like right at the very beginning because that happens pretty early on that it's dropped right there um and just the role that music plays in this film like it's it's definitely a character outside of like the the cast themselves because it has like a reoccurring thing where it's like coming in and different different kinds of notes you kind of get like a glimpse of what's 
of what the actual song is going to be, but then it's erased and it's like, uh, oh no, let's change this aspect of it. Let's mm-hmm. do this certain thing, and it shows like the fluid nature of um, of people like creating just a song out of like thin air. And it's like to me when I was watching it, I'm like, how the hell can you imagine all of this music in your head mm-hmm. and be able to be like, oh, let's have like trumpet in there and we'll have like the drums and everything and then, um, and yeah, it'll be, I don't know. I I I love I love the the role that the music plays in it the most. Um, aside from like visuals, the stories and everything, music is what always stands out to me. Um, and this is the second time that I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it. Uh, trying to think. I love the motifs. Like Kevin mentioned, the music. The color blue. Uh, I love the deep. The, reunif- the reunification of Europe. Uh, the director, Christoph's background is a Polish... Uh, born in Poland, and then he immigrated during the communist Poland to France. And that's why he has a big love for f- France. And my favorite little detail, I think, is uh, this blue is going to be France. So we got blue, white, red. That's a French flag. And then the next one is partial. I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's some France and there's some Poland. And then so you have red, white, Poland flag. And then as well as the final one, I believe, is mostly in Switzerland, I want to say. I believe it's a Swiss model. And that's red-white. So yeah, each... The color mm. theme, the connection to all that stuff. I heard it was like connected to like the French Revolution or something too, right? Or like it's supposed to be like three... It's like liberty... Yeah, um, the blood. And mm-hmm. I forget what the white is. It's like liberty, equality, and fraternity or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love everything about this movie. It's it's top ten for sure. Uh, and then, like I think, believe Tyler mentioned in the realism, and the re- the realistic depiction of grief. Mm-hmm. But what I love about what Christoph does in blue, as well as in white and red, and his other movies, is the uh, magical realism. There's some magic there, like when the blue. You know, it could be. You could interpret it as like, oh, it's her psyche or yeah, blue. The it's blue bleeding in, but then the music. There's like that scene where she, when she wakes up from, she kind of sits up. And yeah, she, the she like wakes up from the hospital and she's like in the bed and like the whole room goes yeah. totally blue and like the camera dollies into her mm-hmm. and yeah. she's looking like directly at the. Ca- I'm pretty sure she's looking directly into the camera. Right, she breaks the fourth wall. I think she's. Like, just off to the side. Okay, yeah. yeah. She's but seen yeah, something beyond the like camera. Like, that one felt, like, a little magical in that. Yeah, it's like, is, there, is she actually hearing it, or is it to communicate to us, the audience? Is it diegetic or non-diegetic? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's, you know... Yeah, it feels... and, oh yeah, and then the... Yeah, his main... The music she, she was working on. Yeah, when she kept repeating it. was playing in there. Yeah. I love the motifs. I love everything mm-hmm. about this movie. I think also a good, like, conversation that this movie brings up is, like, well-regarded artists, when they die, releasing their music posthumously. Like, should that be the artist, always the artist's choice, or... The families. Yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, one of the... I mean, that reminds me of like a very prominent writer, Franz Kafka, who basically failed their entire like life for the most part in terms of um creating fictional work they mainly worked as like i wanted to say that they worked in like taxes and like all this other like boring stuff but uh their main passion was in storytelling and in writing and they're uh most well known for the metamorphosis the one the story about you know the person turning into a bug when they wake up um but once he died, he instructed his friend to burn all of his writings and to never like publish any of his like other stories, any of his like half finished writings, any anything like that. But uh, his friend went went against his wishes, and that's why we have all of his works today. Is because of that. Um, the same thing could be said about like Nietzsche, like whose sister um, published a lot of his writings, but then also warped a lot of it like uh shortly after that for like a brief span of history to where it like pandered to like certain ideological movements that are very problematic um but without that we probably wouldn't have had any of his writings which is Mm -hmm. it's it's a weird um balance that that sort of thing takes or like did that happen with um like van gogh too Oh Didn't yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> like he, he had all these paintings, and then I don't know if he I don't know what his preference was on them being released or not. But then didn't he just blow up after? Oh, posthumously. Posthumously, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just think it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um. Another thing that comes to mind too. Um. Because when I was growing up, like I loved Nirvana. Um. And Kurt Cobain was, like, a huge idol to me in, like, middle school and everything. Um, But I found out one day that he, that his journal was available to, like, read. Like, because I guess that somebody got a hold of it and has the rights to, like, all of his, like, personal belongings and, like, published his journal with his, like, innermost thoughts and everything. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, and, and and I've always been on the fence about, like, getting it. And this was, like, back in high school that I found out yeah, about this. Yeah, that's, like, exploitation right there. Like, yeah. someone, they probably made a bunch of money off of that, doing that, right? Yeah. So, and I, yeah. I still I still haven't gotten it to this day, and I don't think yeah. I ever will, just because, like, I've, it, it, it seems too invasive mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Definitely. Now, now we have AI-generated. Oh, no, oh my God. Coming. I feel like I've learned so much about AI since the last time I've seen you, Pat. We need to have a talk. Okay. <laughs> I, I got the da- I got the stable diffusion set up. <laughs> no browser for me. But yeah, I like the uh, the posthumous aspect of the husband's work, Patrice's, and Julie's control, where she wants to you know erase it, yeah. and you know let she wants that past part of her life because it's so painful to have lost it to just be dead and gone forever, so she can like numbly live out the rest of her days. Invisible in the crowded city of Paris. I think it's Paris. And yeah, I love the uh, the dynamic with uh, her actively trying to destroy it, and then Olivier trying to salvage it. And it seems a little malicious for like a second, but then if you assume that he's in love with her, Julie, and then it becomes a weird trifecta dynamic where it's... Uh, Julie, Patrice, and Olivier, like, collaborating, kind of, 
on the final work. Yeah, like, it's that, not, I love that scene. Yeah, it's just a classic. Like you know, Patrice had a mistress. Yeah, um, I feel like that was when you're like, okay, yeah. she's healing. She's healed. No, or like her. healing. Like she's oh, finally yeah, like yeah, yeah. taking like taking a step forward no, rather yeah. than. She's not just numb and like forcing it mm-hmm. away and down like she was. She's like, I want to find out who this woman is, how long. Oh, she has a child. Damn, we're in spoilers. We're in spoilers. We might as well just. Sorry, folks. May as well go on the ratings. And... <laughs> yeah, you can watch this movie on HBO Max. Can you really? Yeah. For free? Uh, if you pay for HBO Max. Well, I mean, well, if you yeah, pay for yeah. Max. Yes. I have HBO Max. Fuck. I mean, it's called. I rented it. <laughs> I, by the time you listen to this, it's called Max now. Mm, it yeah. is called Max now. I just downloaded that last night. <laughs> Very Bastard. good marketing. <laughs> yeah, you, what, you think it's brilliant? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, yeah. You could get the Criterion Collection. There's a recent re-release, which I happen to snag up. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, is it the um, does it is it the full trilogy? All three of them. All three yeah. of them. Yeah. All three. Yeah, I, I caught the cover of that one. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was um, talking with uh, mm-hmm. Benz, who is a, a frequent guest, a frequent guest on this show, um, and he was like asking me about like physical media. I was like, I only have like two movies, <laughs> Damn, <laughs> and I, I felt like really bad about that, and because he was asking like which one of us is the collector, because mm-hmm. there's always one. You, I'm sure, Pat. I, I feel I, like you have a lot of movies. Wait, do you have I have a, I have a good amount, have, but I, I don't have any like I have all like like. Hollywood shit. Like oh no, it, it it doesn't matter. It's like just just who's who has physical media. Yeah, okay. I do. I got I have, some I have stuff. DVDs. Yeah, DVDs. I, mean, I just showed my class. Better luck tomorrow. It's because I had the DVD for so long. Because I had that movie for, like, such a long time ago. Yeah, I still keep DVDs. But it's and like, what's the point other than keeping them for like a nuclear apocalypse? You know, I don't know for because EMP. if you just have them digitally, like the company can still change it and edit it. True. And, and, and take out maybe certain music or take out You're certain right. like editing techniques because yeah. um, they can always be changed you know, yeah, what like, they do yeah. they took out the, the the sex scene in Avatar 1 on Amazon where no the, way where, they, yeah, wow. where the two characters mix their hair yeah. because people kept making jokes that oh they also do that to the animals so they are they having sex with the animals like no it's more of like a deep spiritual connection yeah that they like literally connect brains and souls. Wait, only on Amazon? Did they do that on Disney Plus as well? And maybe on Disney. I think the most recent stream releases like Sorry. edited that out because it was like yeah, see, goofy. This is why we gotta just buy. I hate the internet. You gotta buy the <laughs> no, physical man. copies. Like, and, I hate that. Like, and even in other shows like Community or It's Always Sunny, like they take out like the most controversial episodes. Oh yeah, the It's Always Sunny episodes they've removed. Yeah, the Lethal Weapon. Yeah, they don't get it. They don't understand what no, they, they were going for. Oh, the Panty Raid episode. Oh, we talked about the, that. Yeah, on SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the whole reason why you should still buy physical media, but yeah. it's dying now. So. Or download. Um, Sorry. <clears throat> so, um, I listened to the Slash Film podcast the other day, or a couple weeks ago. You guys should listen to Slash Film. They're fun. they're fantastic. Um, they did have this conversation about how Netflix finally discounted um, DVDs and physical media like they used to. They were still doing that, apparently. I don't know if you guys ever did that in Netflix's earlier days when you would be able to um, oh, yeah. rent DVDs or like physical copies yeah. of movies. Uh, you put them on your queue and stuff. Um, yeah, they finally, like, they don't do that anymore. It's all, like, streaming wow. now. So it's really, like, 
I didn't even know they still did that. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, going away, guys, and we need to still buy movies. I still do it every once in a while, but probably not not too, not enough. You know, and I should probably do more. Um, yeah. I bet you they got like some good deals, like a <clears throat> bundle of shit on like Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or something. You just buy like six hundred <laughs> DVD movies. Yeah. Twenty five bucks. Well, like even with video games now too, like a lot of um, games themselves, like you still have to download like a massive patch file in yeah. order to download all of the assets to be able to play the game. Right. Like it's no longer contained on just a disc anymore. Mm-hmm. Because like me, I, I still buy like physical discs for like video games and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really weird. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm going to be purchasing a lot more movies just because like I also enjoy the bonuses that mm-hmm. are placed on there that don't exist anywhere else. The commentary yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all the deleted scenes, um, behind the scenes, all this really cool stuff that I feel like goes unnoticed. Um, which is why I'm a big fan of um, of uh, Criterion Channel because they upload all of those things as well to their streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, I just like supporting them as opposed to some of these other giants. Um, but yeah, like, even with uh, Julie, uh, you know, wiping away this part of history of uh, her, like, past life with um, her husband, she, re-wi- she rewrites it. I feel like, even even though, like, there's still an older copy that remains, you know, courtesy of um, one of the other people, yeah. um, I feel like she erases so much of it. And in- injects herself into it, which is right because she's the one that like apparently wrote a lot of the stuff. Yeah, no, like at the end, it's like a amalgamation of Patrice Olivier and her at mm-hmm. the end. Just like her final feelings on, you know, her old life and love, and this new life that she's now entering, instead of remaining numb to all things. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to spoil, so let's. Get- <laughs> Let's right. get the ratings. Right. We'll just we'll just fire away the ratings. I'll give it a no. <laughs> I don't want to go first. No, I'll go first. Four out of five. I'll go four out of five. Okay. Uh, I'll go three and a half out of five. Four to five. Okay. Five out of five. They're all gonna be five out of five. I'm telling you now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So yeah, again, you can find it on HBO Max, like Richie said. And then uh, I believe Criterion hopefully still has it. Yep, Criterion Channel still has it online. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, check out Christoph's work. He's one of the greatest, and uh, he did make a lot before his passing. With that said, are we ready for spoilers? All right. Uh, he had a mistress. Yeah, I love 
I love a good drama. I love a good. I knew it when I saw those pictures. I thought it was Julie oh. with long hair, though. No. I couldn't really tell. I was like, is it, I hope that's her with long hair. Like, no. Oh God. It's like Patrice, you dog. And he knocked her up too. Yeah, that was another great reveal. And but a, you knew, you a knew. A multi-year affair too. I love yeah. that she. Before their daughter's birth. That she gave like, him the house. Again, Julie, better better than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> better than. Most people. Yeah, I feel like she also, uh, it like helped her healing too, like all the stuff she said that that her husband said about her. She was like, she'll look out for anyone, even you or whatever, as Mm -hmm. when he's talking about to his mistress. And then she does look out for her, gives her a freaking mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Just the mansion to raise you and my former loves home in. But she does it out of love for the Patrice as well as the new life. Connected to them, baby, yeah. yeah, and her probably. Mm-hmm. So good. I love. There's no revenge. There's no pettiness. There's maybe jealousy or you know obviously hurt, but the characters yeah. overcome it. But it's like, was she doing the same thing with Olivier? No, no. I, I she just that... knew Olivier loved her. Mm. Mm. You know, okay. She was unrequited in, like y'all was, yeah. I just figured when she, like the way she invited him over when they, when they hook up. Yeah, that was a great bit too. Felt like they had a history. I think she knew it, and she's like, "Okay, come over," like I'm waiting. And he comes over, and he's like, "I love you," and she's like, "Okay, sweet." And then yeah, they have sex, and she's like, "See, I'm like every other lady. Bye bye. Forget about me. I don't want none of this connection." And he purchases I think the that mattress. Was like, yeah, and he buys the mattress. <laughs> yeah. He bought the mattress, I forgot. Yeah. I feel like that was her last straw of like, can I feel anything? Let me see if I can feel anything. And she's like, Nope. Yeah. I'm done. Like the way they yeah, and the way they kiss, she's kinda of just like, Okay. I mean, she made him some tea though, right? That has to mean something. But she's, tea? but she's dressed. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> she made them coffee. It was like, it was oh, like the coffee. night. She's like, here's coffee. Now get the fuck out of my I, I just kept thinking like, man, what if you woke up and like accidentally like... Oh, knocked over the, the tea. Yeah. Like, that's oh, what I was, yeah. I was waiting for it to happen. Like the mess. Yeah. There's no towels. That, that's all I thought about. I was like, dang. What, what man doesn't stretch immediately when he wakes up? <laughs> that's quite the like placement too. It was like really close to his face. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just love... The first one is the most to me a linear story like uh, it seems like things continue there's emotional highs and lows and that's where the arc is inside Julie but like mm-hmm. you know there's no race against the clock really there's no big confrontation like there's like a small confrontation here or there it's more internal I love that and the motifs and uh, yeah again just how you know very un-American Mm-hmm. The film's very, uh, like Definitely. a, uh, yeah, like a modern, you know, mistress drama would be about revenge or, in the inadequacy of the person who cheated or, the person they're with or the you know vindictiveness or the, I don't know I can't think of American an American movie that would be like this. Like even the before trilogy, like there's some especially towards the end it gets really hard to watch and like painful and it's realism but it's I still yeah, I've been putting off the last one <laughs> we're gonna catch up on those too but yeah like especially the last one's so brutal wait is there three or four yeah there's three there's three. three yeah I haven't yeah. watched before midnight yeah. right that's the last one mm-hmm. yeah maybe watch it when in, a ten, in ten years Tyler maybe it'll be more relatable 
No, you don't want it. You're a little. You don't want it. You're Fuck you! Don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's good to have those movies, and then it's also good to have this, where it's just you know, pure people. Julie yeah. is such a positive force, even though she's doing very, very not good. And yeah, I just love the movie. I can gush about it all day. Let's hear more thoughts from you guys. I'll stop rambling. Even the, just the overall atmosphere of the of the film itself, it embodies that exact energy that Julie has where she sort of feels like she's in between realms um, you know one foot in her previous life another foot walking into the unknown um, I feel like the visual style of it m- matches that with like the use of like all of these like hazy like it, it almost feels like you're looking through like a dusty window um, yeah. as things are like passing by and even with the, the lighting like it, it, it's like this golden like hue to like everything or like this shimmeringness yeah. um, that I feel like I haven't seen too much of in other films um, and even just like the use of like sh- like the r- extreme close up of the eye and then seeing like the person like the yeah. doctor mm. and the reflection like that was very jarring to me rewatching it um it terrified me like watching it because it's like oh that could be anybody that could be me you know waking up in the hospital bed and all of a sudden it's you're being delivered like these lo- forever like life-altering changes and then all you can do is just blink and keep breathing that's all you can do like you you have to accept it no matter what and no matter how difficult it can be um and i i really appreciated all of the interpersonal relationships that were inside of the story as well they all felt very um caring and like although there was like distance between each person you could tell that they ultimately didn't want to like lash out at one another despite like the tension and everything that was going on in the film um yeah i feel like those are some of the things that i paid attention to more this time around with it yeah like i don't know there's just certain parts in this movie that would really just like mm, like just twist my heart like when she finds the um the baby mice oh i'm like oh my god so tough and she's trying to like get rid of them yeah like, well with the, with the cat as soon as like you <laughs> see him at first I'm like oh well obviously she's not about to just kill some yeah some mice babies right now but then she what is she she goes to see her mom and she's like was I afraid of mice blah blah she's like you're afraid you weren't afraid of anything and then yeah the scene later on when she grabs the cat I'm like no no and it, it, it's so sad because, like, her mother is supposed to be, like, the only... I mean, basically, like, the the one who... It's like all she has. Yeah, basically. Like, she's all that she has left. And she doesn't even rem- remember her. Because mm. she's... Because I think she has, like, dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or she keeps getting her... Right? Yeah, Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, where she's, like, getting Julie mixed up with her sister, I think. Yeah. And 
Oh yeah, when you were talking about the mice thing, she's like, "Oh no, uh, you weren't afraid of mice. Julie was afraid of oh, mice." Oh yeah, that's what it was. And then you just yeah. see her crumble. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of an interesting parallel too, because through the whole movie, she's kind of trying to erase. I don't know if she's trying to erase the memory, but she's just trying to erase that life, that past life she had. And it's like, does she envy her mom? And then maybe she's thinking that. And then she goes to see her, and she's realizes, no, I don't want to you know, erase all the memories I've had. Um, yeah, like, when she goes to visit her for that second she, time. Yeah, because she goes back a second time, she's like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to do, I want to be like that. You know, mm-hmm. just be, because she kept mentioning, like, nothing to, like, um, what do you have to do? Nothing. Uh, what do you do for work? Nothing. Like, everything in her life is nothing now. Mm-hmm. And then I think that second time she sees her mom, maybe she realizes that she does... You know, it's okay to have the past, you know, live in the past and the present. And then that's when she starts, I think, soon after that, she starts, uh, like, working with Olivier on the piece and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like with that mice scene, mm-hmm. it it's so, it's it's even more brutal because of the way that she goes about handling it. Like, she completely removes herself from the equation by introducing this destructive force into her home instead of like trying to seek out like you know uh even even if there's like a, some a solution sort of, just move them yeah just move like them in some, alley yeah <laughs> or like somewhere else it's like no she can't even do that like she has to eradicate this issue yeah um, and then she just blindly tosses the cat in there and can't even, like, clean up the mess on her own. She has to have somebody else do it for her. Yeah, she's confronted with the mother and the babies and the fragility of the little babies. Like, they look like jelly beans. They don't look alive, but they move and they make noises. And, yeah, I think once the, Zizek, the Zizek, Zizek line on that scene, I think he likes, yeah... Talks about that in great detail. That mice scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. And then the, um, one of my favorite parts of the movie is the the cuts to black with the music score. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Whenever like it's like a gut punch to Julie happens, or like she disassociate, she has to like compose or disassociate, or she's like so struck by what, reminded mm-hmm. of the grief. Yeah. When uh, yeah when she was talking to that uh, the the boy. Yeah. And then it cuts yeah yeah the one who witnessed the car accident yeah the music stings and then the neighbor went after the she puts the cat in the room to take care of the rat and the mice babies and she's swimming like hard and then she comes up and then the the neighbor's there and yeah just that great my, my favorite part of the movie is like the great she's like she's doing like full strokes in the water and she pokes her head up and immediately the neighbor He's like, oh, are you crying? And then just the music hits and it just fades to black where she's like, oh, yeah, she's crying hard. She's swimming. <laughs> Why do you think she was... I just, this this is a stupid random question. Why do you think she wasn't swimming in the swimming lanes? Why was she swimming perpendicular? That was bothering me. I'm like, what does this mean? <laughs> Probably just more cinematic. Yeah, just a shorter <laughs> swim. Yeah, better angle on the camera. <laughs> yeah. They put that black... 
that, that great tarp <laughs> thing and like towards the end you notice that's like there's like a weird black fabric hanging down that whole half of the pool to like cut it off from the rest <laughs> that's lit blue so, so it's like a void there <laughs> so maybe it's a barrier to, I don't know it's a, I don't know mm-hmm. but it looks cool <laughs> but yeah I love that scene where you know the, the girls over the sea and then she confides in her like oh like oh there's mice I, I had to kill them with a cat yeah, and then, then the neighbors, you know, she takes a chance and like is vulnerable with her, and then she's like, "Oh, I'll go take care of it. I owe you." And then like as like she says that like it's like kids swim, and a bunch yeah. of kids like come jumping over. I thought, her. It, was a, I thought it was an apartment complex with no kids. <laughs> no, it's like a gym. It's like oh, a YMCA okay. for sure. Yeah, it's I like see. A diving, I, okay, so yeah. I thought that pool was like connected to her. I don't know. It's like a big old, space. Yeah, a big old gym space pool. Yeah, and then she helps her. What is the neighbor's name? Begins with Lucille. Lucille. Yeah. Yeah, and then just like another example of how amazing Julie is, she, yeah, she leaves and goes, basically to her pimp, or to her, not her pimp, but the fucking like the back club, yeah, yeah. Like the back of the club or yeah. whatever, and just helps her out. I thought it was gonna be like something bad, bad. She needed mm. money or something. But she did, just needed somebody to talk to. Uh, I think her other... She had another job, but it played out where she didn't need to do it. Her job... Her situation was bad, bad. Lucille was in a pickle. Yeah. Yeah, she's a dancer, and her father, unbeknownst to him, has shown up at her club. And she's like, you gotta come over here, you gotta tell him to leave, you gotta convince my dad to leave. It's like... That's what I figured the task was gonna be. Like, you gotta get him out of here. Like... They're not going to let me leave. They're not taking him out. Like, you're my only hope. But luckily, he left before, yeah. so she's just thanking her for being there. Yeah. It's like, Julie would have done it. Julie would have, like, she would have had a scheme to get him out of there. Yeah. The, the final sequence of the film where the song actually plays and then it goes through, like, all these different, like, portraits of all the characters... I felt so sad watching that. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it, it's like an uplifting... It ends on sort of like an uplifting note where... It's like, hey, the song's finished now um, for the entire world to enjoy. Like, Julie actually came back to life because of this, you know? Um, because of this strange turn of events where she threw away her potential future only for it to bounce back. Um and I don't know I just found myself being quite sad watching all of these like characters one last time especially Lucille yeah um, who claimed to love her life and it's just the way that she appeared it just it, it's so the haunted look into yeah. the camera as this, this show was spinning behind her yeah her Lucille's in the the mothers always like get me especially the moms yeah like the fragmentation with, like the tv screen and then the glass and then she's like just staring at like at the off tv and then she just like closes her eyes in frustration that's like damn that just hurts yeah. to think about lo- lo- losing yourself and it's slipping and yeah just not being able to like, grip it but also like i think it's antoine's the boy Mm. his seems kind of like he's like an artist maybe he's like in a loft with poster paintings like artistic stuff and he's holding the cross and then the 
I forget the mistress's name. Hers is kind of uplifting, but yeah, it's a great, it's a great conclusion about the, uh, the pain she still feels, Julie. And then were you guys shocked by the under, the, the casket sex scene? At the start of that sequence. Oh, it's a clear like casket, and there's like the roots and oh, dirt. Oh yeah, above I, was, her. I was like, is this just like see-through on the mattress? What is happening? Here? It's it's supposed it's I don't know if it's Patrice the actor or it's Olivier, but it represents the husband and the death of the old love and all that. But she still loved him passionately and all that stuff. So, you know, it's like a great little like there's like the dirt and all that stuff bordering it and that tight plastic see-through space. Oh yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like that's done and gone, and then it shows the effects to the other people. And then yeah, the the final shots her like finally crying as the sky lights up blue with the sunrise, mm-hmm. as she's able to fully cry about the loss after the night with Olivier, I believe. Then she has she cracks like a half smile. I feel like yeah. But yeah, it's a great like the whole thing's so sad, and you know. I'm sorry. The other ones are funner. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, it's so powerful. And, yeah, you're meant to be sad, I believe. Like, it's sad, but there's beauty in the sadness, and the whole sequence is so beautiful. Like, the colliding cam and everything. Yeah, I found the the parts where Olivier is, like, looking for her, and he finally found her because he said that his um, maid's, like, daughter or something mm-hmm. saw her in the neighborhood or, or something like that. And I'm thinking, like, man, comparing that to nowadays, like, you can find people much easier, and, like, <laughs> knowing how they are but, or how they're feeling and stuff, it's just, like, made me feel really sad. I'm like, dang. Like, people do do this, though. People do, like, they'll erase social media or, like, they'll just run away or, like, they'll just abandon everything or everyone in their lives and just, like, oh, man. I, I'd imagine her in this modern age, like, just wiping everything out and just... Mm deleting all photos or whatever or profiles whatever she has and just disappearing because I, I feel like I know at least a couple people in my life that would do that and just like disappear forever oh yeah you know or like change numbers and just be gone you know I'm like uh, I know I know like maybe one or two people like that and he's like oh were you running away and it's just like oh, shit yeah. oh yeah the client, you were running from me and yeah. she's like <laughs> I'm running away from life, Olivier, <laughs> from feeling and anything. It just makes me wonder, like, what if he didn't find her, you know? Like, yeah. what if, like she'd be totally okay with just not she'd, returning. She'd be like that old lady scene, which is important. Remember that scene for the next movies. Do you remember the old lady scene with the uh, bottle? Yeah, yeah, where she's, like, throwing, or she's, like, recycling oh, yeah. it. Or oh, yeah, yeah, recycling it, yeah. She could be like that, just live her life until she's sold. Yeah. Uh, an invisible person in the big city. I think she would have found him though, because she ends up seeing that uh, story, the documentary, or the, yeah, like the, the yeah. new story. It's Olivier being a little bit of a pill. Yeah, that was the part where I was like, "Oh, this is what this guy's fucking up to." He's like, "I'm gonna finish the music, and I'm in love with Julie." And here's a photo of the mistress. He purposely included. He could have took that out before bringing it to the news. Yeah, but he knew he's like slide that in there, just in case she sees it, because it'll get her to come yeah. back and actually work on it. Yeah, the reason he stole the documents ahead of her was like they uh, they talk about it towards the end, where Julie's like, 
you know, like, like I would have found it if I looked at it, but she's like, I was just going to destroy it. And I was like, I was just going to burn those. Like, she's burning the contents of her purse from that day. When she finds the candy, probably for Anna, the daughter, and she just scarfs it down and then throws it in the fire. So she's like, yeah, I was going to burn it, and I would have never have known about Patrice or the mistress and the child. So Olivia's a little selfish in, like, protecting that stuff to use later, but he seems to have purer intentions where he just wants to love Julie. And it's great that he's not too overbearing, in my opinion. He's a little, he's a little sneaky about it, but he's not like, you will love me, I will control you. <laughs> She's yeah. like, when I'm ready, if I'm ready, I'll finish it. Like, she calls about the music and... I think she's like, you're kind of fucking it up. Like, you're blowing it. Like. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, truth and honesty is only the only way to help a, help a person grow. Like, if he were to withhold that from her, like, she, I mean, I don't know. She needed, <coughs> sorry, she needed to know those things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you yeah. could be selfish. His love was selfish, but you know yeah, what? That's, it, it is, it's yeah. good to be that. You know, I want someone to selfishly want me. Yeah. I want to be Julie with an Olivier. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone stealing I don't know. <laughs> like your your script that yeah, you threw away or yeah, something yeah. like that. Do it, yeah. <laughs> like I actually magnus, op- magnum opus. <laughs> so, yeah. I want that. <laughs> it is selfish. I yeah, but I agree with you completely. Like it he's doing things for him his own aspect and his own love for Julie, but in the end it helps them both grow mm-hmm. and make this beautiful piece of work. Uh, helps see the beautiful world more, and this, yeah, Julie moves on. He gets to watch the sunrise. I love. You don't think movie. he's any of his motivations for the, for the peace as well. That's yeah. I could just no. be using Julie to get to the peace. Not at all. That's the great thing about Lizzie. He, he seems like he has like a career already. Yeah, like he's already. It seems. It does seem like pure intent intentions yeah. for sure. But then it's like a free. Free plus yeah. Well, yeah, on the side, little bogo deal. It seemed like he always had a thing for her, though, right? Like, yeah. So they were like longing yeah. for her yeah. for a while. So and then he and, just hops right on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, well, you're you're single, but not in the most uh, fortunate of events. Hey, they're they're French. They're French. <laughs> <laughs> the people of passion. Why I mean, would why would have Yeah, I mean, to be fair, she did get him to like you know you know, go to bed with her and stuff in, in the beginning of the film. So, like, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure she knew. I'm sure she knew about, like, his affections for her. So. Oh, yeah, when he stops um, on the stairway, when yeah. she's sitting outside of the blue room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He comes up and looks up and just turns around and, and walks just leaves. Out. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like he's the only one that knows that she wanted to be alone in that entire portion. No, yeah. Then Marie, the housemaid. Oh, yeah. Just oh. crying because she can't cry. And Julie's like, it's okay. Have you ever had to be in that situation before? Oh, yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. I clam up. I get sometimes, some social things I'll clam up. I think when my father had a stroke, when we get the phone call. It's like, I think my mom was like hysterical. I was like, okay, we gotta get in the car. I'm like, I'll drive, we gotta drive. Then obviously when I get in there, I'm weeping. But like, until I got there, I was like, you know, they're crying, my brother's crying. It's like, okay, like, I'm not crying yet. I'm like, I'm like, yes, yeah, I'm just wiping my eyes. 
But yeah, it's rough, but it's great. Julie's, you know, one of the greatest protagonists. All three of these movies have great protagonists. Yeah, I'd say she's one of the purest characters I've came across. And it's not forced. It's not, like, not at wholesome all. writing. She's not written to be extra wholesome, like, marketable. Mm-hmm. She's very real. And yeah, like, she doesn't have, like... I feel like she doesn't... I wonder how many words she says in this movie, or how many lines she had. There's some funny ones, like when the neighbor sees her in the pool, and she's like, "Like you don't wear panties." Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to change the subject because mm-hmm. she gets like she's in the pool under her, <laughs> and she's like, "Haha, no, never." <laughs> yeah, she. I like that she's a. She feels like a real person, you know, like a re- like, you know, a person that you would know and. Um, yeah, and even, like, when she's mean, like, she's mean, you know? <laughs> she's not being, you know, um, yeah, the most kind or soft uh, person. Like, you really feel that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's all to, like, um, Juliet Binoche's um, performance as well. Uh, I think she was really great. I know that she got a lot of recognition for this film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, and, I, and I found the parts of the movie were... Like when the camera is like not with her, or like with, when it's not focused on her, or if, or if it, when it was, there was a part where when it was with Olivier and he's like, I think he's looking through like music sheets or something. I just felt that was so weird. I'm like, it's like, ah, oh, this is so weird when it's not with mm, Julie. Yeah. You know, that's that. This is just a little nitpick. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is like totally her story. But like when we're over here with Olivier and it's just with him, it's just like, ah, oh, the story feels kind of off. Yeah. It's a good point, yeah. yeah. It's because we care so much about Julie. We see Olivier scheming where he's yeah. pulling out the copies. Yeah. And it's like, she destroyed those. You're going against yeah. you're going against Julie. I don't like that, Olivier. <laughs> yeah. See then yeah, then that goes back to the uh yeah. to the artist choice. Yeah. And she's like, you, you have no right. And it's like, you know. Yeah, it's a great back and forth. Like you, and then the, you can't destroy such beautiful music. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Julie's in pain, all right? I'm, I'm sad with Julie, but then you see the pure intentions shine through as she allows herself to open up. It's like, okay, Olivier's not bad. My first viewing, I was like, this fucking, I don't like this guy. Until he started, Julie started opening up. I was like, okay. Yeah, I love that scene at the end where she's like, take out the trumpets and then take out the percussion and then they she adds the flute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wondered now, like, I was wondering after I watched it, I was like, was that guy, do you think that guy that she, the, the street performer? Yeah. Do you think she, he was actually playing, because I think it, was it the same tune that they had been working on the whole time, or was it a tune that he, her husband, had just made no, before? No, it's, it's the beauty of a spontaneous creation, the magic yeah. of that, you know, creation of art and the resonance. So I was wondering, like, is she just hearing that? Like, is she, like, it's is it in her head? But, yeah, you're right. Like when It's just said, close. Yeah. yeah she's she's like, talk- I just make music. Yeah, she talks stuff. to him. He's yeah. like, I just play stuff. I just play what comes to me, and it's similar. But she's like, you know... It, I, to me, that seems like a part of her grief, and, like, there'll never be another Patrice, like, the greatest, or, you know, his music, mm-hmm. so... And then there's just a random street performer who's like just in tune with whatever life has to offer that where he just hammers out something very similar. And Olivier even references it. Like they're like, oh damn, like what? Like, is that the piece? And it's like slightly different. Yeah. 
And yeah, she's like, oh, like, you know, where'd you hear that? Have you heard that somewhere? And he's like, look, I just play lots of stuff. Like, <laughs> I just live on the streets. I get picked up by rich old ladies. I saw, I'm wondering that too. I'm like, wait, what? He's, he's just, not... he's just French. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't even an old lady though. I feel like it was like a young girl, like a young chick. Like, look, look, no, like she was like 40, 50. She oh, was like okay. maybe his age. Or he looked okay. maybe a little older. Like, it looked like it could have been like his wife. And he's just like going out on his shift. <laughs> <laughs> No, he was like, yeah, he's treated to a night out on the town. <laughs> hey, wait. He's um, good, though. Patrice is French for Patrick, right? Are you, are you guys name brothers? Yeah, I think we're vaguely. Is it Patrick? Patrick. Okay. Patrick. <laughs> I like Patrick more. And yeah, I do have a nationalism connected to this movie. My French heritage. Wait, you're fr- you have French heritage? Yeah. Oh. I got Bertrand, my middle name. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, might I might be French, movie. I don't know. <laughs> let's, get you, let's get you tested. Let's sell your DNA to be yeah. cloned in the future. <laughs> they get to keep those for a hundred years. I don't want to clone this DNA. Tyler Baudrillard. If you're related to Baudrillard. Bo, but with an X. Oh. Uh, but yeah, do you guys have any closing thoughts? Or anything, I know. Maybe we can we can talk more. Um, I'll, I'll just I'll just finish off by saying that my favorite scene is where she's looking out the window and the guy just got into a fight with someone and's running away and then she uh, that's when she first discovers Lucille and she's like looking down the stairs and when she gets locked out. At first I was like, wait, how did the guy get in there? Like, how did he like swoop in like like a cartoon like just went in her room? But I realized like, oh yeah, it's probably the wind or something because from the window. Mm. Um, that got her locked out and yeah just like it was just a very quiet sequence and I thought it was um, interesting to just watch her and her movements and stuff and her reaction yeah. and just her observing what's going on between you know, Lucille and like her neighbor and stuff so. and then the great like primal fear in that scene with the fight and the guy runs in yeah it's great to see, like, oh, there's conflict outside, away from me, and then, right. like, it's running up into her yeah. apartment, like, hammering on her door, yeah. and then, I don't know if they catch up, and then he's just gone, right. and we don't know what happened, if he was right. caught, or if he ran somewhere else. Or maybe he went out that window, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, lo- I forgot, yeah, I love that scene, too. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, just passivity in general, and being afraid to do anything uh, in response to uh, a scenario that requires your utmost attention um, in that moment. And it's like, oh, even if you choose not to do anything, that's a decision. Mm -hmm. And that's, to me, that's terrifying. It's like in a video game where you're, like, forced to make a decision and then the timer's (laughs) running out. And then it's like, oh, you're going to do this. (laughs) The Walking Dead season one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when you don't say anything, you're like, da da da. Yeah. Because I won't say anything, that's a response. <laughs> that's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Again, a French movie. They gotta have some of that, like, rules of the game. They gotta have some of that stuff. Like, hey, we remember World War II. We remember. <laughs> remember when everyone was too scared to act? Yeah. yeah, I think to me that's like one of my biggest fears is not doing anything in response to something. Oh, yeah. I've, I've clammed up once or twice. It sucks. 
It wasn't at me directly, but it's always like in public transportation. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, I had um, one incident that happened to me like a few months ago. I was like walking because I, I walk around a lot. Um, and like it was like from four blocks away, but like there's this woman on the ground like screaming. She's like, hey, hey, you, you. And I'm like, go. <laughs> and she's like pointed at me and I just like turn and I just keep walking because I'm like, I don't trust anybody. Yeah, midtown out here, bro. Yeah. I would have walked away too. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty sketchy, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't blame you for that. I've had like just multiple things like that happen. First of before. all, she didn't say help. She just said, hey, you. <laughs> okay. If it yeah. was an emergency, she'd be like, help me, please. And I, f- I feel like since watching Bo-, Bo was afraid, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with the general public. <laughs> don't trust nobody. <laughs> But it's like, no, like, even today, like, I was just walking around and then just random people were just saying hi to me. Like, there was somebody who was just blasting music, just, like, vibing out with their dog, like, dancing behind, mm-hmm. like, a gated uh, fence. Yeah. And then they, like, called out to me. They're like, hey, how's it going, man? I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> it was super weird. But, yeah, it reminds me of a Julie where she just wants to be, like, numb to, like, everything because everything is a trap. Mm-hmm. And she's right, you know, like, you have, like, a relationships you have uh, friendships you have all these bonds that you develop over time they are traps yeah and there's only one way out and that's by getting stuck and then accepting it getting out of it and then just walking right into another one yeah i mean they're they're all risks and rewards to all of that you know Mm. high risk high reward kind of thing or maybe low risk low reward i don't know how, how you would take it but yeah i mean there's always risks and rewards in developing interactions and relationships and such yeah i can't i i really look forward to seeing your guys's reactions yeah i'm looking forward to the to the rest of the the trilogy yeah yeah Yeah, me too love the uh these these uh leading actresses in these films um yeah can't wait uh julie delpy love her and um yeah my uh, favorite i love julie Uh, delpy and then the the other actress uh, irene jacob right yep and it's in the 90s, so it's like prime Julie Delby. Julie Delby right is such a 90s babe that I had a huge crush on when she was in that uh, wor- American I, Werewolf in Paris or something, uh, right? I cannot yeah. wait for them to see white and see how they feel. <laughs> I can't wait. I just it's see just that smile like, oh. and I'm like, that is danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you catch her? Yeah. Like, yeah, I heard she has a cameo in Did the first one. Did you catch her in this film? Yes. No. She is in the film. When? when? I could have swore I saw her. Her, her and Carl Carroll protagonist of the next film in the trilogy are in the courthouse when julie is going oh, to looking for the lawyer she finds the lawyer oh yeah the wife uh is represented She's by that testifying yeah and then she opens the door and you hear if you have subtitles on it says the character's name and he's talking about how he's being discriminated against in oh, the court shit. yeah oh, okay it's, i'm gonna go back and watch that that's yeah. I was like, is that Julie Delpy? I know because I, I was looking at that throughout the whole time. I'm like, I was like, wait, I saw her credit in here. I'm like, I kept trying to look for images and stuff. I'm like, I was like, what? How was she? This movie. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. I feel like I saw her in that uh, in the courtroom, and then like I'm like, wait a minute, is she the the person who was having an affair with Patrice? And I'm like, oh wait, no, that's not her. That's so not I just like wrote her off. I'm like, okay, Julie Delpy isn't in the film, mm-hmm. but apparently she is. She is for. <laughs> 
two scenes, two little uh, cuts you see. So he made, did he, I bet you, he all three, he made same. all three, okay. Did he yeah. shoot them all, did like, back production, to back or like, something? all at the same Keep time? Yeah. Well, it is cheaper to do it that Damn. way. Damn. That's why I think Blue is the weakest, and not weakest, but, like, the narrative is straight. Mm-hmm. It's most, there's no big set pieces, except for the car crash. Uh, but you know it's just locations and actors right. and you know background people oh, so you're telling me there will be action set pieces got it the, I'm just kidding <laughs> there will be a handgun <laughs> but yeah I can't wait uh, I'm so excited to see the rest of these and see your guys' reactions Same. yeah uh, any final 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 thoughts uh, as always follow us on layfilm podcast and email us at leafilmpodcast at gmail.com uh, we have some conclusions in the work on the horizon there's a finale approaching rapidly for uh, the OA yes. season 2 oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we still gotta record that oh yeah I have to upload that soon yes <laughs> and then this will hopefully be us getting back on top of it yeah my schedule's opening up it's summer we can go to the river yeah we can go have a good time. Maybe after dark specials. Yeah. After dark. Oh yeah, we gotta do that. I'm free on the weekends, free Friday evenings. I we can't wait for that. Yeah. But hopefully, you you will all be hearing from us more in the near future. Mm-hmm. And thank you again for listening. <laughs>